For the International Municipal Lawyers Association, IMLA's five things to know for March 15th. Here's a case where the battle between IT and the Sheriff's Department blew up. The Sheriff needed a new system to manage the health care issues in the jail. The interaction between the Sheriff, the new company, and IT did not work out as smoothly as planned. The IT director complained frequently about violations of the IT policies and ultimately was fired. Were his complaints protected by the First Amendment? No, according to the Tenth Circuit. In Washington, an intermediate appellate court has upheld a county ban on the retail sale of recreational marijuana against a preemption challenge. In the Sixth Circuit, congratulations to Zach Klein and his team in Columbus for a nice win in a case where officers were called to investigate both a claim by a homeowner that he just saw two youths wanted for an assault walk by and a call by a neighbor that the homeowner had threatened him and his son with a gun. The police arrived and events led to their being confronted by the homeowner with a shotgun who they shot when he would not drop the weapon which was seen as a threat to the officers. In one respect, the court described the homeowner's arguments as a, quote, futile exercise in semantics, close quote. Out of the Ninth Circuit comes another head-scratcher that tests the meaning of excessive force. On Tuesday, that court concluded that during the course of an arrest, after the suspect had been subdued and is compliant, Pointing a loaded gun at his head constitutes excessive force. The suspect had yet to be cuffed, but the court took issue with the fact that another officer was also armed and could have taken action had it been necessary. On the positive side, by two to one, the court concluded that the officers were entitled to immunity. In a jail case, the Ninth Circuit continued to follow its role of presumption that a jail holding a person under civil commitment waiting transfer has violated that person's rights if the person is held under conditions similar to a criminal pretrial detainee or held under conditions different from conditions that the person would be held once transferred. The panel, in remanding, did suggest that the lower court might consider evidence rebutting these presumptions based on jail administration issues. Isn't it better to be a local government attorney than a jail administrator? Today, there are even fewer seats at the table for our Supreme Court practice track at the seminar. Don't wait to register for that program or the hotel and our seminar. Get more from IMLA by joining. Not a member? Contact us. Sign up at www.imla.org. Have a great day and make it an inspirational one.